What if there was a way to get discipleship training into the hands of anyone who's interested, regardless of where they live? We'll talk about that and more. This is the Engaging Missions Show, Episode 192 with Curtis Sargent. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Show, where we are bringing missions home. Here's your host, Brian Ensminger. Thanks for joining us. This week, we're going to be talking about how a new model of discipleship training might just help equip thousands of Christians to reach the millions of people who are either unengaged or uninterested in the gospel. I'd also like to mention that at the time that we're putting this together, Ramadan is coming up. Visit the show notes for a link to get more information about how you can pray during this season, as well as resources that Global Initiative has made to help you engage Muslims wherever you live. And I do want to mention also that I'm in the middle of a fundraiser for Global Initiative so that they can continue to provide these resources. If you'd like more information about that, visit engagingmissions.com slash fund16. With that, we're going to go ahead and transition right to our time with Curtis Sargent. All right. I am so excited today to have with me Curtis Sargent. He's the founder of Medicamp, where he provides experiences and training for people who are interested in simple, reproducible ways to make disciples. He's been on the show before back in December of 2014. That was episode number 38. And if you'd like to know a little bit more about his background, as well as an overseas supernatural experience that involved the dog, you'll want to check that out at engagingmissions.com slash Curtis Sargent. But today he's returning to share a little bit about a new project that he's launched called Zume. And honestly, I could not be more excited to talk about this because I think that this could be a major catalyst in a global movement toward Christ. So, Curtis, welcome to the show. Thanks. Now, I've been thinking a little bit about what you do with Medicamp, at least as I understand it. And full disclosure, you and I both know I've never been through it, but I have looked at the materials a little bit, and it seems like Zume is possibly a natural extension of what you've been doing using technology that probably has a few advantages to make it attractive to believers everywhere. Before we get into that, though, I'd like to know, can you maybe share a little bit about what the Zume project is all about? Sure. Zume is an online video-based training that equips people to multiply disciples in simple churches. So that's that's the, the core of it. And of course, we're hoping that it also helps develop an informal network globally of people who are excited about doing that. Our plans are to produce it in 35 total languages, and these will be the major sort of regional languages, you know, from around the world. So we're, we're excited about that. That's an incredible. And you know, if I were to characterize at least one of the differences that I see between Metacamp and Zume, it, it seems like Metacamp for some people might involve a little bit of travel in order to get from where they are to where that's offered. But Zume seems to be shattering not only that boundary, but also language boundaries and other things. And it makes it available for people who live, in, in my mind, pretty much everywhere. Is that accurate? Yes, it is. You know, in one sense, I don't think online training can ever totally replace live training because, yeah. you know, the, it, the quality won't ever be there. But 
on the other hand, like you said, everyone virtually can access this online training. You may not be able to get off of work, you know, for a week to, to, as you said, travel somewhere. Plus, especially as we get into the other languages, it may not be offered in your language. So Zume Project offers accessibility to so many more people. And I think that makes it, you know, exciting. So Now, do you see this being sort of a standalone training or do you see this being a training where, you know, you might end up having somebody who's already practicing what you've, what you're teaching and they use these materials to help train others as they're discipling them? That, that could be an option, you know, also, you know, probably as people go through Zooming, it provides the basic, you know, skills and tools necessary, but almost everybody needs multiple contacts, you know, with the, the material and Zoomy offers coaches that are, you know, experienced practitioners to advise participants and also it will help introduce them to, you know, an already existing community of people who are doing this. So it'll provide the initial training plus contacts into a community where they can continue to get input and advice. That, that's really good. And I, that, that was one of the things that I was going to ask you about, because I think about online training and it is definitely powerful. It's definitely got a broad reach, but that's one of the challenges that that I see is that ability to connect with a person who can help you past a hurdle or who can help coach you past, you know, something that's going on in your own mind or your own spirit that you just need somebody from the outside to look in and go, no, 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 that's just not right. That's just not how it works. Or that's, you know, this is something that God's working on in your life. As you think about Zume, how was it that this vision for what you're offering began to germinate? And then how did God lead you down the path from where you were to where you are now? Well, that was probably a two-step process. The first step involved us starting Medicamp that we talked about previously Mm -hmm. together. And then the second step, Zooming. So I was doing these things globally, but my target audience originally was experienced missionaries who already, you know, knew the language and were working hard among unreached people groups and equipping them with these skills so they could be more effective. And then about five years ago, the Lord started speaking to me to start focusing some of my attention on the United States. So I started focusing at least half of my time on the U.S. the last several years. And Medicamp grew out of that. And then I've always felt that these, at least these basic skills that are covered in Zume were appropriate and should be considered necessary for every follower of Christ. And I realized that, you know, the path that I was taking, though the people I've trained are training people and they're training people, but it would still take a long time to make it really accessible to everyone. So Zume really arose out of that. And it's sort of based on a large project I did in India, you know, prior to all of that. So that's sort of what spurred me to pursue it. 
You shared that God started to turn your heart toward the U.S., and you started focusing some of your time there. In the, the promotional video for Zume, you shared a pretty shocking statistic. You know, a lot of people look at the United States globally, and they think, this is a Christian nation, but there's actually a really surprising stat that you shared. And I think it's important for us to connect with the current spiritual condition of the United States overall. Can you share with us what's going on in the U.S. spiritually right now? I think it is sort of frightening, <laughs> the the trend that we're on all over the United States. The number of people who claim to follow Christ is falling significantly. Every part of the U.S. went down in that. And the few, the few churches that seem to be growing and thriving spiritually— even then, the vast majority of the new members are either transfer growth, which is the, the vast majority, you know, or yeah. biological growth, the, just the coming to faith of the children of the current members. And there's very little in terms of new, new followers of Christ. So 96% would fall into those two categories. And so... And every generation at that same age, every generation for the last five generations has had a lower percentage of followers of Christ. And now it's starting to drop precipitously. So not to insult our European friends, but we're following the same track that they followed, you know, and right now they're in a very dark, dark place spiritually. And so that's where we'll end up probably in a generation if we don't do something. Yeah, and, and you know, I don't, like you, I didn't want to share that to embarrass anyone or to even bring in fear, because there's certainly fear in our nation that if we realize that we're not actually a Christian nation, that, you know, Christianity, that we're actually one of the least reached nations in the world at this point, you know, that that's shocking, and that might have some repercussions in terms of persecution or something like that. But the, the real fear for me is those people who may never hear the name of Christ. And I think that's the call for us as the church is to, to go, okay, this is what's going on. What are we going to do? And that's why I'm excited about what you're doing with Zume. And I'm wondering, you know, as you think about the process that you've been using to build this out, because we'll get back to a little bit more about what Zume offers. Is this something that you've been doing alone, or have other people come alongside this vision and poured their hearts and lives into it as well? Oh, absolutely. This is a, a group project. There, there are a lot of people who are helping in the development of it, you know, the, the artwork, the promotion, the web, you know, the web base, all that work, the coaching, the people who are serving as geographic coordinators at some level. It's a very, very large group of people who are contributing to put this together. And the interesting thing is all of us are doing it as volunteers, including me. You know, I'm, I'm not getting in, any income from it. In fact, all of us at some level are making financial you know, sacrifices to make it happen. So it's, it's all of us doing this on the side because we're passionate about it. And that's what makes it such a fun group to work with is 
you don't have to guess where everybody's heart is. You know everybody who's involved is sacrificing for it because we believe in it passionately. So it's really great. You know, it's interesting that you would refer to it as being fun and refreshing to know that people are sacrificing to do something that they're passionate about. And I I definitely see the value in that. I also want to honor what you guys are doing, because a lot of times it's really easy to talk about things like, you know, following Christ will require sacrifice or that kind of thing. That's easy to say until <laughs> until the rubber hits the road and it's time to actually do that. And I, I want to honor that you guys are pouring your lives into this, but you're also not doing it without an end goal in mind. And I'm wondering, what are the top two or three things that you're believing God for as this rolls out? The first is the one that I already mentioned, is that believers all over the world will have access to this kind of training, because I I believe that biblically, God wants us equipped to multiply disciples. In, you know, William Carey said of the Great Commission that the promise is coextensive with the command, meaning if if we believe that the promise that he'll be with us to the end of the age, if that's to every follower of Christ, then the command to make disciples is also to every follower of Christ. And so this is equipping people to do that, to do exactly that. And so that that would be the first thing. This probably secondary but almost as important goal is just to provide a learning and support community for people doing that sort of work. So by, you know, participating in this training, it'll give you connections to others, both, you know, locally and then regionally and then globally who are pursuing that and that would be probably the second major goal. That, that's really cool. With that, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to shift our focus a little bit. We're going to go a little bit deeper into how Zume is structured, a little bit of maybe what you've seen come out of Zume so far. I'd like to take just a minute to tell you about another podcast that I think that you should check out. If you enjoy the Engaging Missions show, you definitely want to check out the Foundational Missions Leadership Moment with Scott McClelland. He's been a guest on the show, he's a friend of the show, and he's just recently finished up a series where he was on location in Thailand talking with some missionaries there about leadership. I thought it was a really, really interesting discussion. You can check that out at fxmissions.com. I think it's worth your time to at least give it a second to check it out. All right, we're back with Curtis Sargent. We've talked a little bit about the vision behind Zume and a little bit that went into building it. Now, as we shift our focus more toward the actual program, I want to kind of get a feel for Curtis's heart, the transformation that he'd like to see in lives and communities. So, Curtis, if you think about just one transformation that you'd like to see in the lives of the disciples and their communities if as they go through Zume, what would that be? I think just that they would all see themselves as disciple makers and be continually growing in that. Just that they would be constantly seeking to be more glorifying to the Lord 
in how they're living and how they're investing in others. Man, I, I just I just love that. I love the simplicity of that. Now, I, I do wonder, how is Zume structured in order to give them the tools that they need to be part of God's work in that transformation in their lives and in their communities? There are a total of 10 sessions. Each one is two hours to two hours and 15 minutes. And each of those lessons essentially consists of a little bit of instruction. The instruction is given mainly in the form of video scribes. So those are the little videos that have the hand drawing Mm. pictures. And then there'll be discussion questions that they they'll take usually about 10 minutes to discuss the discussion question about that you know, that content they've just learned. And then they'll also be presented with some, some tools. There's what we call a toolkit. And so they'll, they'll be introduced to tools and then they will spend time practicing in their group, either in pairs or as a whole group, those tools. And so then that's just how it's, it's put together. And really nine, there are nine core lessons. And then there's one sort of bonus lesson that they won't need at the beginning, but it's there so they can come back after they've started seeing some fruit and it's some more advanced topics for after they're seeing some reproduction. Okay, so you've mentioned the the video training. It sounds like people go through this in groups rather than individually, because otherwise I don't know how they would do the the training just by themselves, you know, the the exercises and stuff. How how do the actual sessions, or how how is it laid out to, to work in practice? Do people watch the videos individually and come together? Is it a long session? that it, how, how does that work? Yeah, we tell them to get in a group of four to 12 people. And so once they've got their four to 12 people signed up, they start through the content and it's intended for them to be, you know, co-located when they do the training, watch the videos together and do the practice exercises together as a group. Okay. And those sessions, are those facilitated by a person who's part of the group? Is there an outside coach that comes in? Is it more egalitarian? It's egalitarian. You just follow the prompts from the, you know, the website. Okay. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. I think that's great. Now, you, you talked about there being nine main sections and then one additional section. Can you give maybe a, a quick overview of what those sessions might take people through? Yes. So that will cover some basic tools or skills. So examples of skills might just be how to share your testimony or how to share the gospel. Some of the tools would be things like prayer walking, accountability groups, what we call three-thirds groups. And that's a core concept. It's built on three portions of your time together, looking back to your previous time together, to see how everybody did in applying and passing on what they learned to others. And then looking up, hearing from the Lord through a new Bible passage, and then looking forward, praying, each person praying and 
hearing from the Lord on what they need to do to obey the passage you've just studied and who and how they can pass that on to others and how they can reach out sharing the gospel with others. And so that three-thirds process. And so between these tools or, or skills, these are the, you know, I didn't list them all, but those are among the key key pieces. And so the group will learn about these and practice these together. Okay. Now, at the time that we're recording this, if I remember right, Zume launched about four weeks ago. Can you share with us, not getting too much into stats, but can you share with us maybe how many groups have signed up or you know what, what the response has been? Yes. It was exactly four weeks ago today. It was Tuesday, the 14th of February, Valentine's Day. We thought that was appropriate. Yeah. Loving God and loving others. So it was a Valentine's Day launch. And so we've had 343 groups sign up so far since we launched. And actually, I'm kind of glad it hasn't gone too much beyond that because of some, you know, website difficulties and and all of that. So that we've been pleased with that start. Yeah, I, I think that that number of groups is amazing. I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm going, you know, groups of anywhere from four to 12 people. So we're talking somewhere probably in the, probably in the neighborhood of 1,500 to 2,000 people on the low end that are now going through this material. So it seems like you've really hit a need that's out there. Now, I, I know that it's really unlikely that a group has gotten all the way through this, but I understand you also receive feedback from time to time about you know, breakthroughs that people are having or insights that they're getting as they go through this. Can you share maybe just one of those things that you've received as feedback? Sure. One comes to mind that in one sense is not dramatic at all, but is what I hope will be typical of many people who go through this. There is a lady who has been a faithful member of her local church, you know, for many years and she went through this has started through this training and for the first time ever she shared her faith with someone else and they came to Christ and she was just so excited that she had never really viewed herself as being someone who could do ministry right she would just go to church and be fed But now she realized that she could play a part. She could do ministry and she, you know, led this person to the Lord. And now she's excited and out wanting to do that all the time. Yeah. And so just these ordinary people, that's, you know, if they ordinary followers of Christ become transformed from being merely consumers to also being producers, that's a big win in my mind. The very name Zume is it's the Greek word for yeast or leaven. And so the idea of the project is based on the kingdom parable where Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like yeast, which a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it was all leavened. So just that the idea of ordinary people using ordinary resources to have a big impact. 
And we're hoping that's what happens because the church in America is a sleeping giant. It's very large, but it's very inactive. And if we could get these ordinary people like this lady out sharing her faith, it could transform the nation. Wow. You know, one of the things I love about that story is it just reminds me of my kids. I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old. And when they're able to go from that place of mom and dad having to do things for them to being able to do something themselves, they see themselves as older. It transforms their image of themselves, and then that empowers them to step into the next thing. And as I think about our role as ambassadors for Christ, I do suspect that many of us, perhaps myself included, often see ourselves more as maybe a civil servant or something rather than an actual ambassador. And so I just love that. I think that's an incredibly powerful story. One of the things I'm wondering, and you've shared a little bit about this, is, you know, as somebody's going through this, it's likely that the group may hit a a roadblock or may have some challenges, maybe even some relational stuff that goes on. Have you provided a way for people to help them through this, maybe an experienced coach to, to come in and help or, you know, maybe help them build relationships? How, how do you do that knowing that they're in groups, but they're disparate? Right. Each group that signs up is assigned a coach. And so on every, you know, web, every page of the training, there's a link at the bottom where they can contact their coach for assistance. And all of these coaches that are assigned are people who have been fruitful practitioners of, of these approaches. So, you know, there should be ways they can get some input or get questions answered. Have you also seen in the short time that people have been doing this now, people being able to build relationships across groups or are most of the relationships that they're building and growing within the group that they're in? Yeah, so far since, you know, the vast majority of these groups are in their, you know, first or second week, it's mainly been within the groups so far. But there's sort of a twofold way that we're planning to get this, you know, the word out on this. One will be grassroots through, you know, just social media things, you know, we're not doing any paid ads or anything, but we're going to start pushing probably actually next week or to probably two weeks from now, we're going to really start trying to, to promote it, get people to promote it who are going through it through social media. But the second way is with geographical representatives or coordinators, we call them. And so We've got, and we're still looking for more of these, by the way, because we don't have them all filled yet, but we're having nine regional coordinators and then the 50 state coordinators and then within each state, county coordinators and the county coordinators are seeking to enlist group facilitators within every census tract in their county. And so this will provide sort of a natural local network where there can be further support provided. 
Wow, that that's an incredible vision. And I, you know, when I was watching the video, I don't think that I I really comprehended the the breadth of what you're trying to do by focusing on every census tract because that's that's more than just a couple of census tracts, but that does then provide that vision for a representative of God. Right. Equipped. Um, in the US, yeah, go ahead. In the U.S., there are 75,000 census tracts. So roughly whatever you know, place you live, divide the population by 5,000, and that's how many census tracts you've got there. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, that's really an interesting stat. I'd never heard that, but it, it does make sense. If, if you could think about you know, what you've learned as you've been putting this together, is there one thing that you wish you would have known when you were starting out? <laughs> yeah, it's not super <laughs> spiritual, but I wish that we had approached the, the website differently. As it turns out, we've had a lot of problems first getting it launched, and now that it's launched figuring that out. And so now it looks as if we're, we originally went with a proprietary site and now mm. we're going to move to a WordPress based site so that we can have a lot more control of it. And so yeah. that will be a painful transition that I wish I had known about before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I had somebody just the other day contact me and say, Hey, you should move your website to our service. And I'm like, you don't understand. That's a lot of work. <laughs> I, I totally get that. With that, we are going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to shift our focus a little bit more toward our listeners and helping them understand if this might be the, the right thing for them. Here's a taste of what's coming up on the Engaging Mission Show. I'm with you always till the end of the age. You can't, you can't accomplish a great commission. You can't go out there and witness for Christ unless you realize that God is with you. If you don't realize that, you walk in fear all the time. You walk in discouragement all the time. And you'll be depressed and will look at, you know, yourself and all those things around you. But if you see that God is with you, that changes everything. That you realize how merciful God is to just be with you, even though he knows how you have sinned, how you are sinning, how you will sin. Even our righteous works are like filthy rags. So he, he realizes that, he knows that, and yet he's still with us all the time. If you enjoyed that, you won't want to miss a single episode of the Engaging Mission Show. Subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher to have it delivered automatically. Visit engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. That's engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. All right, we're back with Curtis Sargent. I just, you know, in that last section, the story he shared about that lady who began to see herself not as a child, but, you know, began to see herself not as a consumer, I guess, is more appropriate. That was really powerful to me. I really appreciated that. Now we're shifting our focus, though, more toward you as their listener. Now, Curtis, in my opinion, the training that you're offering, I think, could be for just about any believer. In terms of the ideal disciple to to go through this, who is this for, and is there anyone it's not for? I can't think of anybody that it's not for. Now, if you already know all of the information, then you know, and you're faithfully living it out and passing it on to others, then you don't need to go through it. But if you're not already do, making disciples, you know, and and 
learning all Christ's commands and obeying them and passing them on to others, then you, you need to go through this. So I think it's for pretty much everybody. Right. I, I definitely don't agree or don't disagree. Rather, I, I definitely agree with you. You know, as I was thinking about that, what, what you shared about the videos being roughly two hours long or so, you know, I absolutely love that that would almost fit into a traditional Sunday school class time, something like that, where you're, you know, an hour and 15 or 90 minutes, something like that. Is there a way that a Sunday school class might be able to approach this where, where they could fit into the time that's allowed? Some of the sessions you could split into a prop, approximately, you know, that and just make it 20 sessions instead of 10. Ah. One of them that comes to mind, there's really not much of a way to, to divide it. And two of the other ones, it, one of the other ones, it would be difficult and then one of them, the practice you would have to do outside of class for sure. Mm. And that's the prayer walking. Okay. Because we ask them to prayer walk for a, a bit over an hour. And so that would have to be done outside of class, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, as with anything, it might require a lifestyle change and it might also require you to do a little bit of work to even go through the materials, which is, which is absolutely fine. If somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, you know what, God might be leading me in this direction. Are there some indicators in their lives, maybe something in their prayer life or their relationships that might help them confirm God's calling or God's plan? Well, one of the big points in the whole training is that we need to be developing just a habit of constantly listening for God's voice and looking for his work. And so I, I would just encourage people to pray and, and ask the Lord, is this something you want me to do? And see if in your spirit, he'll, he would confirm that. And I suspect he will, because I believe that he wants us to grow, you know, all the way back to the Abrahamic covenant. It's been clear. His plan is that he blesses us to be a blessing to others. You know, we are blessed to be a blessing. And that pattern is consistent in scripture. He, he's far, far more interested in making us healers and givers and teachers than in making us healthy, wealthy, and wise. <laughs> yeah. So just pray. And I, I believe the Lord will, in your spirit, indicate to you that he would love for you to go through this. <laughs> Where can people find more information about this? That's part of our struggle with our website is we, we have trouble getting any changes made to it. So mm. there's actually a little unofficial website that I threw together real fast with like FAQs and, and, just people who are curious in more detail about the the content, they can see the scripts of the videos and the, the toolkit and some of those things. And it's at zume.life, Z-U-M-E dot life. Um, of course, the main project website is zumeproject.com. And 
that's where you can sign up and, you know, start taking the training. Okay. So that was zoomay.life. Yes. We'll make sure that we have that linked up in the show notes, which will be at engagingmissions.com slash Curtis Sargent and the number two. Now, if somebody is wanting to figure out what's the next step, they, they're interested, they've found some more information. What are the next steps beyond just getting that information? Well, it's pretty straightforward. They just go to the zoomayproject.com website, sign up. It'll prompt them to see if they're, you know, wanting to join an existing group or start their own group. And then, you know, gives them a place to, you know, invite friends and things like that. So you just start through. And of course it's free. So no problem there. Yeah. You know, we, we never talked about the amazing price that you're asking people for thousands and thousands of dollars. Right. So one question to, to kind of tie a bow on this, there's a lot that goes into this kind of thing. You've also got Metacamp. There's a lot going on in your life. How can we best pray for you? Yeah, the the first things that come to mind are are for the Zume project. The transition for the website, I think, will be important so that that goes smoothly and as quickly as possible. And similarly, the development of the app, which will make the videos more, even more accessible to people so that they can have a way to have the videos on their phone locally and not have to have web access the way we're doing it. So those would be big. The translation into the 34 languages. Tomorrow, actually, I plan to finalize the translation package and so then after that, we'll actively start work on translating the other languages. And of course, that will, we're going to have to raise money to do that. So the, the funds, finding the right translators, because it's, you know, we, it's involved with all of the videos and retiming all of the videos and all of that. So the translation process and geographic coordinators. We haven't finalized all of those in the U S and then we're going to start. Once we start on the translation projects, we're going to start getting geographic coordinators globally. And so that process, those would probably be the biggest, biggest ones. That that's a lot of stuff and a lot of opportunities to pray. You know, wh when people hear this, sometimes months in the future when they listen to this, some of that might already be done and some of it might still be needed. If people wanted to go beyond prayer and also offer services or partner with you financially, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, the best way for services would be to contact me and my email will be on your site. For financial contributions, there, there's a link where they can give, but it's not on the Zume website. So the, the link to that is available in the FAQ document because we have had some people ask about that. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely make sure that we have that all linked up in the show notes. Now, Curtis, again, I, I want to say thank you so much for being with us, especially for coming back and being on the show again, sharing your heart and sharing this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. 
Thanks so much for joining us and for sticking around to the end. I really appreciated what Curtis shared and the incredible opportunity that he's offering us to connect and to learn more and to be equipped to reach the lost for God's glory. Show notes are available at engagingmissions.com slash Curtis Sergeant 2. That's Curtis Sergeant and the number 2. You're going to find links and resources to help you engage, as well as ways that you can connect with Curtis in case this did speak to you and perhaps spark something in your heart. Make sure that you come back next week. We're going to be hearing from Rebecca Jefferson about the need for domestic missions and also about how easy it is to get distracted. Make sure that you don't miss that by subscribing. Visit engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. And also, please help us understand how we can improve the show and serve you better. Send your feedback to feedback at engagingmissions.com. Thanks for listening to the Engaging Mission Show. You can find more great content like this along with show notes by visiting engagingmissions.com or by subscribing to the show in iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week.